Welcome to Rhonda Shear's Social Hour. We're in for an amazing evening. We have legends on tonight. We have legendary actresses, and they're fabulous, Becky LeBeau and Lisa London. And we also have the most famous comedian of all time, the funniest guy on the planet, Jackie the Joke Man, Martling. Grab your computer, log on, baby, you got the power. It's the Rhonda Shear Social Lab. It's the Rhonda Shear Social Lab. Okay, anyway, welcome to Rhonda Shear Social Hour. This is so exciting. Um, you never know what color hair I have. Now, if you've been watching this show, oop, there's a reason the girls are out tonight. I'll tell you in a minute. We're, we're, okay, so. If you've been watching the show, you know we play a little game. And when I say the word hair, everybody take a drink of whatever they have in front of them. Hopefully, hopefully it's pink and bubbly and there's alcohol in it. But if not, cheers. Hair. It's playing. You just can't hear it. <sighs> okay. So this is a very exciting show. But before I get to my guest, a couple of plugs because you know, that's why we actors are in the business and comedians. It's all about plugging. First of all, I want you all to be safe. And I want you to mask up with sexy masks. So if you go to rondashear.com, you will find fabulous masks, plain ones. Ones that look like they could be bondage masks. Hey, if you're going to do it, you might as well look really sexy, right? Rondashear.com. And um, sparkly ones, glittery ones. So we want you to be safe because, you know, I think we're going to be wearing masks a long time. So get used to it. I'm going to bring on another legend who's actually starred in quite a few of Jim's films. And they're getting ready to do a film together right now. I mean, working through the whole COVID thing. But Jim Wynorski and Becky LeBeau are getting ready to do Bigfoot or Bust. Now, let me just tell you a couple of things about Miss Becky LeBeau. She is a blonde bombshell. She was on Up All Night a few times. Um, she's a total musician with some of her uh, songs that she's written it, that are, have lived on through other films. She's acted in many, many films. You've seen her. Um, maybe best known or first known for Bubbles, that was her name, in the hot, as the Hot Tub Girl in um, Back to School. Um, but she has done a ton of, of tons of films. She also has her own, I love this, on Roku, her own channel with all of Becky's films. So you can go do that after the show tonight. It's called Babe Flicks and it's Becky LeBeau's own channel on Roku. Um, so let me bring out, oh, by the way, also, I love that. You know, you see blondes like myself and you think, well, just blonde. She graduated with honors from USF. So let me bring up Becky LeBeau and say hello. And hopefully she's not frozen in time as well. Oh, hi, Becky. How are you, gorgeous? I'm good. How are you? So nice to see you. You are frozen in time. You haven't changed one little bit at all. You. you oh, my gosh. I love following you on Facebook, um, The Adventures of Becky. I didn't realize um, that you had your own channel. Are they all your own films? Yes, these are films that have been previously on pay-per-view and currently on pay-per-view. And they're on uh, my Roku channel called Babe Flicks. And they stream. You can get individual clips or you can have a subscription. 
for the full films, the full um, movies, and it's a whole lot of fun, a lot of sexy girls, centerfold. I love that. Oh my goodness. I mean, my life depended on that with up all night. I mean, my, you know that we had some fun during those times. Um, you know, it was so funny during my time back in the 80s and 90s. I was so focused on sitcoms that I just didn't attack Jim Wynorski and go, please cast me. But I was like, I wanted to be in a sitcom, even though I was hosting up all night back then. Um, so tell me, tell me what's going on now. I know Jim told me that you guys, and you're producing along with him, Bigfoot or Bust. So, um, I mean, I know we're going to get Jim on. We're going to get him back, a little technology glitch there. But can you tell me anything about it and what's going on right now? Yes, this is a feature film. Starring myself, Lisa London, and a few others, and um, I am producing it with Jim. It's about a bunch of girls that go and trying to get chase after Bigfoot, and not to capture him, but maybe just for a photo op or something. <laughs> we were scheduled to start on August seventeenth, which is this Monday. But because of the problems with COVID and being safe, and we're hoping now to maybe do it in the first week of October, but we'll do it when it's safe. And then it's gonna be a little chillier. Where are you doing it? Are you staying in California? Yeah, I think up in uh, one of the um, mountain areas. I, I don't know if you said Pine Mountain, but it will be up at an elevation of about 5,500 feet. So it could get a little chilly at night. Yeah. I think, I think Jim will like that. See, I, Becky, I pulled out some bras from my line trying to find one that would push me up to be like you, and I couldn't find one. But here's the cool thing. I'm going to send both you and Lisa a whole little goodie bag of bras. So later on, I'll get your sizes. Just fabulous, fabulous size. You look the same. And we'll send you that. So tell us some stories. Since Jim is, you know, they're trying, they're working on Jim. Yeah. How many films have you done with Jim through the years? And when did you start working with him? Uh, I started working with the first film I did with him was, um, uh, was that? <laughs> <laughs> the one where I was the birthday girl, um, not of this earth, at Star Trek Swords. And uh, I think that was probably about 1988. And wow. then I did um, a whole bunch of others. There were Ghoulies, and I, I can't even remember. He, he knows the names of them better. But, uh, you know, mostly little parts. I also um, had a part in Dinosaur Island where I was sacrificed to a dinosaur. I was kind of the show opener and just sort of fun little TNA kind of uh, what, what's he like? What does he like to work um, for as a director? He has a great sense of humor. He really, get, like you were mentioning, he knows how to get stuff done quickly and cost efficiently. And he's just wonderful to work with. Um, so much fun. I always had the most fun of any of my films I've done, I've had on Jim Wynorski's set. I, I just can't believe, you know, when I was looking and just reading, you know, about him online, so many people that he really got started and then continued to do films with like Shannon Tweed. Um, I mean, just so many, so many people I didn't realize, you know, and so many films that he did uh with roger corman too and and his wife so 
I mean, you know, he worked with Andrew Dickinson, and I know he was even given, I, I think this is amazing, he was given a $7 million budget to do Return of the Swamp Thing. That must have been huge for him back in 1989 when he was really used to working with really small budget and getting it done. But um, so I can't wait to talk to him, but you too. So, I mean, I haven't seen you in, in, in a few years. And um, I know, I think, do we have a little clip ready over there from Becky and I from up all night? Not, not yet. A couple of minutes. Like we found something. We went, we went at digging um, to bring up something from what we did. We were bowling together once. I remember that. <laughs> we found it. We found it. So um, that's a fun one. And the show was just fun. And and I think we probably ended up airing a lot of Jim Wynorski films. And there's Roger Corman. Oh my gosh. So so tell us some of the other directors and people that you've worked with in your life and and just some of the things because for you people watching you, we have we have people watching from Germany tonight. This is so exciting for them. Just tell us the life of an actress. You know, I stepped back from it a bit um, almost 20 years ago when I got married to my junior high school sweetheart. So you've been going at it all these years. Just tell me some of the things. Just catch me up for, you know, a couple of decades. Okay. <laughs> I've mostly for the last 20 years or so just been producing my own programming for pay-per-view. But I have well, done good films for other people. Like uh, there's been Fred Olin Ray, who's a, a good friend and uh, partner of Jim Wynorski. And the role that everybody knows me from is Bubbles in Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. And that was a blast. He's my favorite comedian or was. Oh. I should say. And, and it's really funny because later we have Jackie, the joke man, Martling on, and um, he worked with Rodney Dangerfield in his early days. I've read about that. So that's an interesting story. All of our guests end up having like full circle ex experiences together. Um, I mean, but you're such a businesswoman. I mean, you to take what you've done and to take the films that you've done and then make your own channel. Um, do you also go to some of the conventions as well, or do you not do the conventions? We used to go to a lot of the conventions and um, set up and bring a couple of the models slash actresses that were in the, some of my movies, and um, that was fun, but we haven't done that for a few years now. Yeah, um, it's kind of tough. It, it is, I know. And I enjoyed it while I was doing it. And I know the fans, the fans, I'm sorry, the fans love you. We found the video. Let me just pop this up. This is Becky and I bowling up all night style. We'll find it. Okay. <laughs> It's these streaming services. We're getting better and we're getting, you know, our ducks together. We're going to be just doing it on our own. Sometimes it just doesn't work as well as we would like. I'm getting used to it now. This is why I started drinking. I don't know if you've got a drink, but your hair looks great tonight. Oh, so you. cheers to you. Water. Cheers. <laughs> water. Torn. This is why she looks so good. She's drinking water. So, oh, well. Mm. We also have a... I started drinking. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, Go ahead. We, have, we have a Roku channel. It's Jim's channel called Jimovision, which features a lot of wisdom. I read it. And I saw Jimovision, and I was going to ask him because I didn't know what it was or where to find him. I figured it was all his films, but it's a Roku channel, which is so popular. 
it is just so cool that you're doing all these things and continuing to market yourself as a businesswoman. I mean, people just, you know, they, they don't understand that, you know, you've been in these films, but then you keep doing, you know, you keep going on. I'm getting ready to have Cassandra Peterson on Elvira and what she has done with her career and character has been just crazy amazing. So who have you stayed in touch with in the film world? I mean, I know so many of the girls that, you know, I, that we used to have on up all night. I saw Linnea recently and we had her on a couple of times. So do you stay in touch with any of the gals? Well, you know, Lisa London, who's on the show, I, I see her all the time. And, you know, oh, we haven't been able to see each other in person recently. I know. <laughs> but I really I know. I know. And then also, um, I don't know if you know Antonia Dorian. She's been a lot of movies too. And we're good friends. And That's good. It's, it's, not, it's nice to have that friendship and not jealousy you know through the years you just become really friendly with some of these gals and i've held on to some of those long-term friendships from my la days too of course right now it's it's either facebook or facetiming but that's great too and actually this show which i just started for fun has really brought me back to some amazing people and you know that i've reunited with so that's that's just super cool i do want you to hang out because we're going to bring up the clip and if you can, we're going to get Jim back and then we're going to have Lisa and then we're going to try to keep everybody together. So hang on. Be patient with us, please. Just keep Thank drinking you your water. I would put some vodka in it. There's a clip. Becky LeBeau. Becky, wow, it's so neat to run into you here. You're going to be at the tournament, too. You know, I can't play, but everyone's been giving me great tips. Maybe you can help me out. Oh, sure. Now, let me tell you, there's two things you have to remember in order to be a good bowler. The first is to plug your product. Of course. That makes sense. Somebody's videos. You can order them by calling 1-800. 
<laughs> okay, so before we bring hi, hi. You know, that's the only thing that's the matter with the streaming, you know, all these, this technology, it kind of sucks, but we've just got a switcher and a lot of cameras and we're going to bypass it and just do our own thing. I have incredible producers sitting over there, but anyway, Lisa London, you look gorgeous as well. Thank you, beautiful. Oh my gosh. I was reading your credit. Another musician. I never knew that Becky was a musician. You're a singer musician. Becky you and I actually were in a music group together. Wow. Yeah. I had a big major record deal. I was one of the lead singers in the pinups on Sony CBS records. And then oh. after that, Becky and I did another record deal for, what was his name again? Gosh, uh, I know, I can't remember, but it was a, it was for a Latin American deal. But I was, I was lucky, I got to sing in a movie I started in the Naked Cage for Canon Films, which is in the new huge book that's out right now on the history of Canon Films. And I got to sing in Dragnet. They wanted me to sing like Marilyn Monroe, but I still got to sing. <laughs> I was reading that you worked with Men Men Menachem Golan and what was his name? Yoram. Yeah, the Canon Boys, yeah. The Canon Boys, I mean, that was huge. Yeah. They were, you, you were in Happy Hooker Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. Um, you had a part in Sudden Impact and was you were directed by Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. I know, that was my very first dramatic role. That is so cool. I mean, I would have been so intimidated. Was and I was crazy? on your show. I was on Up All Night for a film I starred in called Legal Breach that yes. debuted uh, on the USA Channel and yeah, oh, we'll go find that clip and we'll, we'll definitely I'd show love that. that. I'd love I mean, it if you could. I met such amazing women during that time and I've stayed in touch with some. Um, yes. And then people that went on to do amazing things. I also read that you um, got the Kiss Johnny Depp back in the day in Private <laughs> yeah, Resort. Yeah, Private Resort. That was my, the second film I starred in and his first, I believe. That's cool. I mean, you've yeah. had you've had these great stories, and then you also have something in in common with me. And I'm getting ready to do a pilot for a cooking show because I love to cook. I have a feeling you're like gourmet, but yeah. I'm in the world. Well, my cook. sister was a very famous chef to the stars. Everyone from Howard Stern to Stone Temple Pilots, Martina Navratilova, and she owned a bunch of restaurants. And uh, I got involved with helping her. Um, start a couple of others and I, in those days I couldn't cook at all so we did this cooking show that actually it was it was um, written and directed uh, by Fred Goss and um, who's had a whole bunch of sitcom fame and it was just ahead of its time because nobody was doing anything like that then it was like just no. boring no. cooking shows or nothing at all so yeah yeah, there was nothing like and that. That was now the first thing like, I ever produced, so that was pretty cool. Uh, both of you producing, directing, having your own channels. You want you as musicians, which your music lives on forever. Well, so like, that's I feel change. like we have to keep reinventing ourselves with how quickly oh, wow. this industry keeps changing, especially now with this whole right. COVID and everything too. And I've just been right. really blessed that I can sing and I can act, and I love to write and I love to produce. I don't direct. That's one thing I, I steer clear of because I'm such, I'd be, I'd be giving everyone line readings. I wouldn't be a good director. No, no, no. <laughs> I probably would do that too. I don't think I right. could direct because I would- Becky would be I, a great director because she's so calm yeah. and cool. <laughs> she is calm and cool. Always. You know, because I, yeah, I'm like, I would be crazed. I know. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a control freak. So well, I'm not a control freak. I don't think 
but I'm such a crazy perfectionist that right. I couldn't, they say the best directors know how to dance with the girl that is brought to, to the dance. And right. I would probably go, oh wait, is there another girl? <laughs> I, I would get like too crazy about it. But I can't wait, oh. this is gonna be our first film, right Becky? Our first, Your first, first film together. And my first Jim Wynorski, I mean, I, I worked for David Dakota, I've worked for Andy Sedaris, but I have oh. never worked with Jim Wynorski. And I'm really looking forward to it. Bigfoot or Bus, it's gonna be, I mean, talk about risking your life for a selfie. That's what these girls are going to be doing, or these breasts oh are going to be doing. Whatever, whatever pops out first. <laughs> it's going to be great. You also you were known for Huts, which was another you know legendary film. That was my so. first role, and I was just blessed to star in something that became a cult classic. And I mean, I know yeah. we played it all the time on a yeah. whole night. It's no a version of Animal House, so you can't right. go wrong. Oh my gosh! So I've been you know. You can't name all the films that Jim was in. I hopefully he'll be able to talk to them when we get them on Frozen. Um, but you know what I, I found really interesting? What he's been doing, like, in, if I can find this, in the last, you know, in, in, since 2000, he's been doing, I haven't seen them all, so I don't know, but all these great parodies, like uh, the Blair Witch Project, which was actually, I, I, I just interviewed the writer, director, because he's from the Tampa Bay area. Um, but anyway, uh, I love that he did Busty Cops. The Witches of Breastwick, <laughs> Alabama Jones and the Busty Crusade. I don't know if you were in any of these, uh, um, Becky or not. The Devil Wears Nada. I mean, his brain. But he's never stopped. I mean, he's got to be the hardest working man in show business. I mean, he's worked from the 70s all the way till now and continues to produce films that yeah. make money. <laughs> That's so he loves what he does, and he lives for it. He's good at it. He's, it's part of That's what we're all so blessed. We're also blessed that we do what we love. We get to do what we love. Hi, Jim. Can you talk yet? <laughs> Jim. Oh, this is going to be terrible. If I don't get to Jim, I'm going to flip out. I don't know if it's where he lives or if it's our signal. I don't know. But let's keep talking about him and sing his praises. While I, now, when I was on the phone with Jim, when I when I asked him if he would do this, and he was so sweet, he said, "I met you like back in 1983. It's when I did my first story role and called a film called Basic Training." And I was thinking, why didn't he ever ask me to come and read for him? But that was a long time ago. But, I, but, you know, he was a young producer as well. So, I mean, very just interesting how how things, you know, how yeah. life goes. But now he's stuck with me again. I'm going to end up somehow getting killed at the beginning of what's his next film. But listen, I want you guys to hang in there. We're trying to get Jim. We're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be right back. Please stay there. Hair, have a drink. Have a drink. Have a sip. It's the Rhonda Shear Social Life. It's the Rhonda Shear Social Life. Let me take you back one more time. I, we're still trying, Jim, in the meantime, to Becky LeBeau and Lisa London, who are gracious guests. I just want to talk to them a little bit more. I don't know if you saw that trailer or not. But um, what, fav what is your favorite um, film genre? Is it horror? Is it comedy? Is it the TNA films? And why do they continue to be so popular? Uh, for me, I 
really love it all. I, I, I can't pick a favorite. I really love it. And I feel the same way about drama, drama versus comedy. I, I really love both. I love anything that I get to do for the first time is always a thrill. I still haven't done a Western and I can't wait to do a Western. <laughs> I can't hint <laughs> anyone watching. Um, and I love working with new people and I love anything on location. I mean, you get me to see the world and meet people that I would never ordinarily meet. And you become a family when you're on location. I've been so blessed to go everywhere from all over Europe to all over Mexico to every state. That's amazing. In this union, to Hawaii. I mean, it's that's one of the reasons I love what we do so much is the lifestyle that I we get. get from I get it. I get it. I get it. And you know, once it's in your blood, like even myself, you know, I've moved on obviously into another career and uh, we, we actually sell, but we not just sell intimate power, we actually make it, manufacture it, design it. And, and congratulations on that. I had no idea. <laughs> I love, I love, did you see it, Becky? I love her stuff. I'm, 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 I'm totally sending you both goodie bags. That's a, if you're a female on this show, you get a great goodie bag. Oh, um, I love you. But I've been doing this now for almost 18 years. And, you know, the cool thing is I get to be on air because our still our biggest customer. We sell other places too, but it's HSN. So I'm a, on air, but it's not the same as obviously acting or doing. i got to just stand up. But, you know, once your heart is in show business, there's you never leave it. I mean, it's, 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 it's in your you blood. It's in your because blood forever. There's, there's something about that. It's so about giving when you think about it. Anything that we do as actresses or models, it's about giving yourself to like make, make someone happy, to make someone feel. And right. when it's done right, I don't think there's anything more noble, really. And, and if, if you're good at it, lucky enough to get to do it, it right. becomes addictive. <laughs> you know, you know, you're right, and it really does help people. Um, see, I consider this reality television more than the. Oh my God! Show. This is pure reality. I mean, you can't get any more real than this. <laughs> you can't get any more raw. But you have to do your own makeup and hair. Becky, yeah. are we twins? We, we, I think so. I mean, we we all have the black eyes. We have. We have yeah, I love it. I'm actually wearing a rock. I'm going to send you guys. Mine, mine are shorts. Can you oh, see? They're shorts. <laughs> I don't have any pants on at all. Oh, I like that. No, I do. I do. I have leggings on. I also have five dogs beneath me. Wait, one of you guys, you, you Lisa, you, you rescue animals, right? Do you rescue animals? Did I read that? I, I don't, but I'm a big wild animal supporter i mean i i donate constantly but i don't know i don't do rescue stuff we just got a, a guy saying huts for life i mean they follow you forever and i, I know love, i it's love just, you know oh the movie it's incredible i mean i'm so grateful to my fans it's funny i you talked about cameo i started doing cameo also so cool. and it's just what fun i mean to get to do something personal and special for someone that has becky, been supportive becky, of you you becky are you doing cameo right now you need yeah. to go on cameo cameo.com you need to get on it no i don't know what I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up doll yeah, yeah. 
cameo.com Lisa London slash Lisa London or Rhonda yep. Shear. Cameo slash Rhonda Shear. And then we, we'll get back on there too. You know oh, what's that? You know what's kind of fun about Jim? He's moving. <laughs> you know what's kind of fun? It's kind of creepy what's going on with him. He actually looks like he's doing some selling. It's like he's the star of his own horror movie right now. He, it looks like he's doing some scouting for Twitter bust. Like he looks like he's in the woods. So location. Okay, where did he go? Now he's gone. He's playing hide and seek with his girls. <laughs> but he does. He's looking down at the phone. It's the only light you see. He's like creeping along there. Oh my oh, god. He, did, he didn't answer me. Becky, can you text him? <laughs> yeah, uh, all, all of his credits, you know. I'm just gonna have to look at all these women, Shannon Tweed, Tanya Roberts. He, I mean, he just put everybody to work. He did and, and yeah. they and his films took 12 days to make. That's what I love. It's like, he's, well, he's that's crazy. what a lot of people are doing now. A lot really? of people are doing that because of the COVID thing. It's like better to just get in and out and do your thing. So people yeah. are, are, are people actually working right now, Lisa? Are people? Yes. Working? I just did another David Dakota film. I can't say anything else about it, um, except that uh, it's fabulous. It's going to be so much fun. And I also did another uh, Greg Hatanaka film. I've got a whole bunch of movies on Amazon Prime and Tubi right now. And those are with Gregory Hatanaka, most of them. And we just did something called Quarantine Girl during the time of the lockdown because he figured out a, a really innovative, brilliant way to do it. Wow. And where everyone was totally safe and isolated. And then I've, I've just been so lucky. I, I had so many films in the can, as we say, that all dropped at once during this whole time. Oh, uh, a movie what? I did in in, uh, in Florida with Bobby Carradine wow. um, called Nearly Departed, that's out. A movie that I was up for Best Actress, New York International Film Festival called right. Finding Mama, that's out. So I have a lot of stuff running right now. Well, we're gonna, go, we're gonna go and, and check out, we're gonna go hit the TV later on and look at Lisa London. <laughs> But Thank I mean, you, the baby. main thing that people are filming right now, I think I, I knew that they would have to find some sort of safe way because I think we're gonna. But it's mainly the lower budget things, the huge A level in America, I don't think is going, except for commercials. Uh, commercials. There's been a lot of commercials going already. Well, they can but they're them. just figuring out ways to do it. And also you have to get tested. I got tested right before right. I did uh, right. the last movie a couple weeks ago. And that was like, it was really nerve wracking. I mean, I knew I was fine, but it was freaky to be waiting those hours to hear the result, you know? You know, it was um, the first I, time I ever loved being called negative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you. She is a sunshine. You guys are so gorgeous. Um, ah, you're so gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I'm just playing with different hair colors right now and wigs because I won't go to the beauty parlor. Beauty parlor. I'm, I'm so stubborn. We still call it not the salon, the beauty parlor. Um, I love it. Yeah, it, you know. But you know what? This cooking show that I'm working that that we're doing a pilot for. We're trying to figure out a way to be safe because obviously I have to be very close in the kitchen to my guests right. to cook and, and you're eating and cooking and serving guests. So it's way more personal. And I think yes. some, some scenes can be shot in a film 
you know, you can shoot at a distance and then turn the camera right. around. But it, right. but we're trying to figure out a way. We might do some pre-shooting and then get well, to Well, and you know, also, as long as you know everyone was tested, they all show their negative results, you know that at least for the next couple of days, if you tell them to stay at home, don't go anywhere. And also, I mean, my God, we could get it anywhere. That is kind of the bottom line now. So you just it. have to be very vigilant. We don't, we don't, we don't know enough, but I, don't know. I they would just yeah. make tests like pregnancy tests. Then exactly. Like, hey, am I blue? Am I blue or am I pink? <laughs> I mean, if they, that's what they tell I don't have kids. <laughs> no, no, I, I have stepchildren. I, I didn't birth any children. So I, I have not been through that experience. I have a rent, I have a rented child, my niece. She's yeah. like the fitting image of me. And I take her from my sister when I want a kid and then I give her back. Well, that's the cool thing. I've got, I have um, six grandchildren. Oh, of, wow. They get my stepchildren. So they are uh, like Kamala Harris. She's got stepchildren too. <laughs> I know. That's all the it. powerful girls. All the powerful. And you know what? You have to be a powerful woman. Girls, I am going to, um, I'm going to, we're going to have to go without Jim. But you know what? Will you come back? Of course. And maybe when you guys, either right before you start filming, um, yes. uh, Bigfoot or Bust. Bigfoot or Bust. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, hey, Bigfoot or Bust. I just know. Isn't that, that the best name? I mean, it really the best, is. Good name. Best name. And um, I wish you great good luck. Hopefully, you'll come way back on before October and we'll get Jim. Please tell him when you talk to him later that I am devastated because I did all my homework and he would have been so proud of me. I am now. Didn't you guys do it? We did a run through test. We did. We did. I know, but it happens. It could be I his know. signal. It could be our signal. It could be. I know. It's a I big. Know. It's Bigfoot. It's damn Bigfoot. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think. Okay. Cheers to you, okay. Thank you. Cheers, so much. my gorgeous girls. Awesome. Congratulations on everything. Thank you. Congratulations mm. on Rhonda. But Awesome love girl. you, gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I love my girls. Okay. I'm so sorry about Jim Wynorski. And if Jim can hear me, I'm so sorry. Just some of the technical problems, perhaps, uh, I don't know, signal from where you are. I'm not sure where you are. Or we'll blame it on us. It's probably our fault. And I hope this doesn't happen to my next guest, um, who I am so excited to have on right now. Um, I actually have pages about Jackie, too. But I know he's going to tell jokes. Um, so this is very exciting to me. I, I just read. I'm going to give plugs for him before I bring him on. Because I know once I bring him on, he's just going to go, go, go. So um, Jackie Martling, Jackie the Joke Man Martling. Um, everyone knows him. I mean, you may know him or remember him from the Jackie. Um, excuse me. Yeah, he was the Jackie show, actually. The Howard Stern radio show. But he literally created the format, in my opinion, of the Howard Stern show. Um, it was on for many, many years. He's has so many comedy CDs out. Um, an amazing book. I just read this book, The Joke Man, Bow to Stern. I think it came out in 2017. And how after being off Howard Stern, how that changed his life, I think, for the better. Um, he has some really great CDs, Happy Endings, Jackie's Music Hunt. Also a musician, started as a musician in his life, in his college days. So that's fascinating. And then started doing stand-up comedy and then became known as the joke man because no one could out joke him. Um, so if you're really looking for some reading uh, material that will make you happy right now, Jackie's got a lot of books out, but this is Jackie the Joke Man Martling's disgustingly 
dirty joke book. So um, we told Jackie that he could basically let it rip. So um, I don't want to offend anybody, but Jackie's going to be Jackie tonight. And um, hopefully we'll get to talk to him a little bit. And if we don't, we're going to hear some really funny jokes. So let me introduce you to you, Jackie, the joke man, Martling. <clears throat> and he's not frozen. I'm getting more alcohol for this. I am here. You're here. Okay. I saw all those girls. I thought maybe it was a big boob minimum. I didn't know uh, what it was going to take to get on. How the hell are you, Rhonda? I am so good. How do you look so good? Oh, please. You know, at my age, either you look good or you're dead, you know. <laughs> Listen, I'm, before we do anything, I'm going to tell you the dirtiest, most recent, most fun joke I've ever heard. You ready? Okay. So a girl goes to her high school prom. <laughs> And the next day she's at the beach and she sends, sends her mother a text. Mom, the prom was great. But now, Mom, I'm at the beach and I'm freaking out. I got cum in my hair. <laughs> so her mother sends her back a text. Honey, I'm glad the prom was great. Listen, uh, it's not a big deal. Sometimes when you're blowing a guy, he'll pull it out of your mouth because he wants to shoot on your face. And they really can't control where it goes. And sometimes it accidentally gets in your hair. So don't worry. Just jump in the water. It'll wash right out. <laughs> and her daughter sends back a text. Mom, thanks for the information. But I meant to type gum. <laughs> Now, listen, the girls were talking about Cameo.com. I can't believe you're not doing it. Uh, it's not you. It's not you. Oh, you are doing it. I it's, just started. It's so much. I did six of them today. I did oh, two I of bet. them between, since the time we did Soundcheck. You know, I, I was made for it because I can do jokes. And, you know, this, uh, say happy birthday to Harry. He's Italian. He loves poop jokes. Or this is for my son-in-law. He's Jewish and he hates his wife. And I got 14 jokes for everything. I've got like 65 star reviews on the thing. And oh, you know, it's not a lot of money, but it's so. And with times, there's nobody, nobody's doing any shows. No, anything. It's so, awesome. You know, doing a podcast here and there, but doing those little cameos is almost like methadone for me. It's just enough to give me a little jolt to get you know by. You know what? I agree. It's fun. I've had, I've had some interesting requests. I'm all normal, pretty normal. And um, and I know I know that Gilbert Gottfried does it. He's like you. He, he gets a lot of them. Um, yeah, I'm sure he gets more money than me. I don't charge a lot of money. He's a lot bigger celebrity. But either Jack way, it's it's great fun. It's great Everybody fun. Everybody yeah. knows Jackie the Joke Man, Mark. Ah, they better. They better know you. They Your better. life is amazing. Your book is, did you really? I, I'm flattered that you read it. That's great. I did read, read it. it. I did read. I I read. I I read most of it. Ah, oh, that's <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, no. I because I wanted to talk to you and I wanted to get a lot you in. What people always say, Jackie, I read most of it. So if I catch them not knowing something, they'll say, "Oh, that must be a problem." Oh no, don't. don't read. I don't even know my own book. Don't even ask me that. No, like, I, know, I, know, I know. I know. I know. But I thought your beginnings. I thought. Um, I forget who, but. In your like your your family was related or could have been related to it wasn't Andrew Jackson who was Teddy it? Roosevelt Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt we're still trying to prove it it's so funny that's it's so wild. fun the the first chapter of the book is all about that it's a long story too long to go into but I'm sure it's true we just can't get anybody to sit still for some DNA people say I'll oh, just go steal somebody's hair but you can't do it like that it's got to be something live like saliva or something right Listen, we gotta we gotta tell jokes okay so. 
a girl goes into the drugstore and says to the pharmacist, I need to buy some cyanide to kill my husband. <laughs> He's a lady, I, I can't tell you cyanide to kill your husband. You'll go to jail, I'll go to jail, you're crazy. So she reaches her purse and takes out a picture and hands it to the pharmacist. And it's a picture of her husband fucking the pharmacist's wife. <laughs> and the pharmacist says, you didn't tell me you had a prescription. <laughs> How do you get a fat girl in bed? I don't know. How? Piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> you look great, man. You, I was trying to talk my girlfriend into wearing the lingerie that you sent. Because oh, I got, I, my girlfriend is, uh, uh, we're not talking age, but she still has a cheerleader's body. Not that it's doing me any good. <laughs> but she's Barbara. Barbara Klein is just uh, this beautiful girl, and, and that stuff fits her like a glove. I've and, read uh, about her. It's exciting. She said, I can't walk around. I said, please, you should be yes. walking around the beach. I, I, we live on the beach. You know, that's it. I swim two or three times a day. So that's how I, I mean, I some kind of I health, you know. See, but you always have like a great physique. Like that's nothing new. I mean, do you remember? I mean, I know when, I mean, I did Howard twice and I know you were there. I remember the notes. I remember the notes that you were sending, but um, he tied me up in that chair and, and then I pulled his I was so cold because we were trying to get in and they finally let us in. It was with me with this other girl that we won this other show. Long story short, he leaned over me and I put, I bit his hair out by the roots and he was pissed for real. Ah, good. good. He needed that. He needed that. But we then we did that great uh, roast. I think the roast was for your TV show, but the we roast, roasted Soupy. Roast. Oh my gosh, we didn't pull up the roast. The roast for Up All Night. That was a classic show. And you know that was Henny Henny Youngman, God bless his soul. That no, was no, no, it was Soupy Sales. No, Soupy Sales, but Henny Youngman was there too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought, but the guy we roasted was Soupy. I'll tell you, yeah. Soupy. I got to tell you about Soupy. He yes. was around forever. I knew you because he actually did the comedy circuit for a while. Believe it or not, I, like you know how you went from place to place and you yes. saw the same eight by tens. Yeah. And one of them was Soupy Sales, and he'd bring Paul's piano player. But he got very old. And then he did a show at the Friars Club and they had a curtain hanging behind the little riser that was the stage. Yeah. But the but the curtain was wasn't right up against the wall. And he oh. leaned on the curtain and oh. fell oh, no. and really, really hurt himself. And after that, he had a couple strokes. Oh. So he was in such bad shape. And the last time I saw him, I'll never think this was so funny because he was such a ball breaker and he's just with the stupid jokes. And I was walking into the Friars dining room and he was walking out and it wasn't a very wide doorway. And he was walking with a walker and he was so frail, Rhonda. He was so frail. He must have weighed three pounds and he's walking with a walker. And I went to go past him and he said, Jack, I, I, I went to the bank today and, and I asked the guy to check my balance and he pushed me. <laughs> They pushed me. Oh, oh my, God. my God. I, I wanted to kiss him. I that, mean, I want to be that funny till the day I drop dead, you know. Well, I mean, I think so many comics have died on stage and have wanted to die on stage. That's where they wanted to go. And that's how, you know, I love Joan Rivers. And 
I mean, that was very sad with her. I mean, I was heartbroken because she helped me. She was my mentor and put me on her Well, she, she was great. And that was so, un, you know, her thing was, so, yeah, let's not go there. That was so unnecessary, you know. So unnecessary. I mean, just horrible. But I mean, yeah, we want you to be You happy. know that joke, right? About the three guys, the three guys, their best friend is dead. And he's lying in the casket and they're at the wake. And no. his three friends are kneeling down in front of him. The first guy says, you know, when I go and I'm lying in my casket, I want people to say I was a good guy. I was a fair guy. Mm -hmm. And the second guy says, when I'm lying there in my casket, I want people to say he was a family man. He really loved his family. And the third guy says, when I'm lying there in my casket, I want him to say, hey, I, I think I saw him move. <laughs> 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 oh, hey, hey, I, know, I know about are you on Twitter. I tweet jokes every day at yes. four twenty p.m. International Marijuana Time. I tweet jokes. I got fifty thousand people. Same old stupid, dumb, fun, great one-liners for old people, young people. I, you know me. I I don't care about nothing. I just do anything. But Jackie, know? this is the time people really need humor. They really. That's why I'm getting all. I, I'm getting all these damn. Cameos. And the great thing about the cameo, well, it's not so great for me. If you go to cameo.com slash Jackie Martling, it shows four or six or eight of ones you've done already so people can get an idea oh. of what you do. You can go to that site and click on all my samples. And you can walk away with 20 jokes. You don't even need me if you just oh, want I to didn't, steal I, some I, jokes. I didn't know that they could do that. That's really not right. They should just let... No, me... no, I like that. Because then people look at it do and say, wow, he could be telling these to my best friend. He could be telling oh, these okay. to my father. Because there's nothing like having it be personalized, you know. Oh, no. You know, oh, no. Oh, Harry, congratulate. I just did one today. Uh, this is for my friend Charlie. He married and divorced the same woman twice. And I just said, hey, Charlie, this is Jackie the Joke Man. You are a fucking idiot. You know, like, <laughs> what, else, what else are you going to say to somebody? You know? I had some guy who just who wanted me to give him a pep talk and that, he, and that his hockey team was going to score, and so was he. So, of course, you know, for me, that's fun and sassy. Oh, that's, you know, it's just so flirty. You girls, it's so beautiful on camera. Like, I didn't even want to come on. Now, one thing I didn't know, and Marie didn't tell me. I don't know if I was waiting to go on. I was just sitting here like a lox. I was, you know, I was reading and fooling around. If, I don't. If I was on camera, I would have been paying yeah. attention and laughing along. You know. No, we would have put. You, well, you know, I mean, do you know who Jim Jim Ornorski is? I mean, he is a legendary film producer. I feel so bad that we never could get him out of the frozen state tonight. So now, who is this? What's his name? Jim Ornorski. He was, um, you know, a, a, a protege of, of Roger Corman and... Oh, like the classic B pictures. And CB no, I don't know. And even about. larger. I mean, you know, he's done all the genre. I mean, he's been, you know, producing and writing and directing since the late 70s and continuing on. All right, so excuse me. Hey, Jim, put me in a fucking movie, you cocksucker. What well, are you that's waiting why for? I was trying. <laughs> I, just, I just did a movie, a, a pilot called Almost Made, where I, I did... I, I drove the get. It was like it's a it's a you know ridiculous pilot for a, a mob you know goof. Right. And I'm the getaway driver, and I'm on my iPhone, uh, whacking off to my girlfriend when they come running out to the getaway car, and I'm supposed to be, you know, getting them away from the crime scene, and I and I'm whacking off. This I love it. I oh, love so it. funny. So I, no, I shouldn't see, be giving Jim, it away. Jim should use both you and I, but you and I. I mean, you have done a lot of film. 
You've you been know, on I've done, I, you know, it's funny. I did one uh, uh, like two or three years ago, which I got two firsts for me. It was the first time I was ever in the trailer and the first time I ever got beat up on camera. And I actually had the thing where you had the little ball with the blood in it. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. they punch me, I squeeze the ball and there's blood everywhere. You know, oh, I love that. It, it's so it's so much fun doing that. It's shit, so much know? fun. And, you know, I always wanted a television career and I wanted a sitcom. So all the years I was hosting up all night and meeting the Roger Corman's and the Jim Wynorski's, I didn't even go up to them and go, you know, you need to put me in your film. Let me read for you because I was so focused in the other direction. But, but you and know, you know, yeah, meanwhile, I'm on the Howard Stern show. There's not a soul in the country that doesn't know him, but they also knew all of us. Everybody in the country knew who I, I was, but I was working five days a week on the radio and headlining on weekends. There was no right. such thing as, as meeting producers and meeting TV people. Well, and you think they're just going to call you, but they don't just call. They, they call don't. Howard. They don't call me. You know what I mean? They don't. So. But I read in your book, you know, how you couldn't sleep, you know, because you're, you're like me. You're a night owl. And so, you know, you have yeah, to get You know what? Yeah, it's like you're a night owl your entire life. And then one day they say, all right, tomorrow you're getting up at 4.30 in the morning. And it's like, whoa! And, <laughs> and you never get used to it. You, you never, never get, get used to it. it. You never. If you are literally, that's the way I was born. When you, nocturnal. It is really hard. I mean, I, I used to go on air for HSN 3, 4 in the morning. And it was like, I'm in my sleep. But... I don't know if I was born that way, but the drinking certainly pushed me that. No, that I was born that way. I started drinking after I got married uh, and cooking. So, you know, uh, I am getting ready to do a cooking pilot. And I know it. I know it's going to take off. I'm being positive. You have to be a guest on that. I would love to. You know what? I wanted to do a cooking show 25 years ago. I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but I told a, a producer about it. And then I never did it. And I had some great ideas for it. And it turned out this producer calls me up and a year later says, come do the show I'm doing with Bobby Flay over here in Brookville on Long Island. And Bobby Flay says, oh, Jackie. And in the early days of the Food Network, it was just like the, all the cable channels, they had no programming. So anybody who did a show, they aired it 10 times, 20 times, 30 yeah. times. So every time the Bobby Flay show with me and my wife, Nancy, on my ex-wife, Nancy, They'd call and say, Howard, Jackie's on the stupid cooking show again. Because Bobby Flay held up all my CDs. They weren't CDs even. They were cassettes, blah, blah, blah. And Bobby said, oh, Jackie, you were the greatest guest. You're so funny, man. I got yes. to give you a copy of my book. And he gave me a copy of his book. And the name of his production company was the name of the cooking show I wanted to do a year earlier when I met his producer. And the name, it's the simplest pun in the world. So he could have thought it at the same time, but my friends say, no, it's no coincidence. Yeah, and the yeah. name of my cooking show is going to be Boy Meets Grill. Wow. Which is just a great, it's great. And that's like a name of his production company. And I'll never know if that was this guy's no. entree to Bobby Flay <laughs> or whether they thought of it. You know, you yeah. could think of something and somebody on the East Coast could think of something concurrently. There's nothing preventing that from happening. I, don't know. I see that. I see the producer. I see that. That's just too fabulous. That's a great name. The elements we want is comedy and music, too. So, you know, we got to get hey, you. Hey, I could cook. You can. You know what I did? I did a cooking show with my friend Larry, cooking with comics. And they count. I got a very nice house on the beach with a huge kitchen. I can see. So I made, I made, uh, uh, What's a uh, what's the Russian Russian dish? Uh, I don't know. Oh oh oh! oh, oh, oh. A Russian dish. Beef uh, beef stroganoff. Beef stroganoff. Okay. 
Got so it. I make the beef stroganoff and we're making jokes and cutting up the meat and brown. And we did the whole thing and we're sitting down and everybody's having a great time and it's been a great show and we're just starting to eat. And I go, I forgot the fucking sour cream. That's the whole meal. So otherwise it's beef stew. It's beef stew. The last thing you do is put in a quarter, a, a half quarter sour cream and mix it in. That's what's making some beef stroganoff. And all of a sudden we're in the middle. It, it was the funniest show in the world. It's like, I, bet. You know, you know, I bet. It's I like bet. having shrimp cocktail and say, oh, I forgot to put the shrimp in. You know, like, what <laughs> well, that's what I want. I want this to have all that. And I, and I think there's always room for cooking shows because they're physical. They're real. The only thing I like about doing this, it is, it is very real and organic because it's real reality. Because reality television is not reality television, as you know. It's not. It's horseshit. That, you know, that, that, that's why it's, it's got to be real. You know, when I do podcasts or anything, or phone-ins, you know, the, the, sometimes a guy gets you on the air and starts saying, hey, Jackie, you remember the time we did? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> the funniest part of an interview is the first five minutes of reuniting with somebody. You're going to blow that in the green room or in the pre-chat. Exactly. Shut the fuck up until we're on the air. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny. And how I was so glad that I heard you on. I just I, I go on Mark Simone every few weeks. You know, he's been very kind to me because he promoted my book. And he's he was very sweet. He goes, when I know when I have a guest, they come back every every couple of weeks. That's when I know I have a good guest. So I, I, I you know, we just, I get funny. Well, I've known him for, of course you do. I've known him for 40, 40 years. It's like 1986, maybe a little, maybe, maybe 45 years. So long before politics wow. and long before any of that, you know, I mean, you know, in the eighties, you know, you, you hardly talked women, you talked booze and pot and, uh, right. And we were friends since way, way back then. And now we couldn't be more politically opposed and on every level. But we're friends from way, way before that, you know, from long oh, yeah. before he stole my wife. If he ever had a girlfriend, which he never has, and he's still a little shaky there. <laughs> but we tell jokes. But I do just enough Trump stuff to make him nuts. And his list, I told him the other day, I said, you know, they should have known Donald Trump was a liar and a cheat ever since junior high when he bowled a 305. <laughs> That's such a simple, great joke. I made it up the other day. My other, my other reason, I don't make up jokes. I tell old jokes, but the, one of the best jokes I've written in a long time is uh, I have the social distancing thing down. Right. I just walk around with my cock out, and if you could see it, you're too close. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's not so awesome if you're me, but oh, uh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. So, so you sell lingerie. I do. And how, how did you segue? Did you strip one night on stage or? You know, it's so funny how you said, you know, people don't call you. You were on Howard Stern all those years. Like you're, you're synonymous to me. You were the show. Um, yeah. You think the day I walked off the show that my phone would have been ringing off the hook, but everybody, nobody wants to piss them off. Blah, 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 you know, I, know. Well, I, I slept for three or four years anyway. So it's all right. No, but, but yeah, okay. like, well, you got to create your own opportunities well, you is what do. you're going to say. Well, no, no. I was actually going to say, you know, I've been on television on a shopping network for 18 years. Um, you would think that maybe every now and then someone would have passed by, even if they were just flicking the channel and seen me. I've been there 18 years. Right. And said I could use her. Right. Know. Or just remember me because I worked with everyone. I mean, I interviewed everyone on the planet. I worked, but... Not one call. It's so wild. But anyway, what's really- You know, I was on there one time. I had a product, a kid's, jo a kid's joke product called the Joke Master Junior. 
and it what? was so great, and it sold. It was a little plastic thing, and you push the nose, and it told the kids joke. Wow! And it was, and we sold so many of them, and then, but then Sharper Image literally ripped off the idea oh, yeah. and made their own. You know how they're accusing nowadays? They're accusing Amazon of finding a good product and then making their own. Well, Sharper Image literally did that to me, but we took it on the Home Shopping Network, and I could not believe how the place operated and nothing negative, but it was such a business and such a science and they had their people there and you had to sell X amount of dollars a minute, X amount of seconds yes. or you didn't come back. And exactly. the guy who I did it with kind of didn't really understand the product and kind of didn't do a great sales job. And we, we didn't, you know, we, if we had to sell 80 of them in five minutes and we sold, you know, 58 of them instead, you know, it, Right. Uh, I mean, it, they obviously know what they're doing because it was like the place. This is 20 years ago, and the place was five city blocks huge. So, right, it's a great no, it, thing. It's a fascinating business, and and how I got into it, just very quickly is I reunited with my husband, who was my junior high school sweetheart, and we both had. Wait money. a minute, I you know you told me this when you say you reunited, you were high school sweethearts, and you re reunited ten. 20, 30, how no, many years later? Year, 20, oh, 25 years later. So yeah. he was your high school boyfriend he and you dumped him or he dumped you? He was my, he was the oh, first and only guy that dumped me. And ah, so you ah, were waiting for him the whole time. I was. That's what I told him on the first phone call. He was jealous of me because I started getting popular as a cheerleader, all that crap. So he was actually my junior high school sweetheart. So I met him, are you ready for this? When I was 12. So... And that's uh, he should go to jail. <laughs> he was he was only fourteen, so oh. uh, <laughs> it's still a crime. What did he do to you? We didn't do anything yet. We waited a few years. What the hell was he waiting for? Look at you. No, he was mess. He was trying, but then he caught, of course he, he was trying. He caught me on a date with Nikki Christina and got pissed and broke up with me. So that's uh, the only name I, I can I can name any other story. I could have been making out with Brad Pitt. He doesn't care, but when I say Nikki Christina. He gets upset. Anyway, Listen, we all been, I, 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 the old stings, you know, it's just, it's so funny. It's just like, it, memory is so weird. We, I was on last night with John Ferentino and my old friend Peter Bales, and we're doing this a podcast, and we're talking about the early days, 79 and 80, when we all started out, Rob Bartlett and Bob Nelson and Eddie Murphy was part of our gang and all of us, and we're telling stories from 1980, like it happened yesterday. Right. And I'm telling you, I don't have any idea what happened since then. I don't remember the last 40 years. I, you remember high school, you remember your boyfriends, and then you say, and then I guess the 70s came. I'm not really sure what happened in the 70s. You know, oh, it's yeah. so strange. It is strange, because even when I look back on my Up All Night programs, I go, I don't remember doing that. I mean, I did 430. I remember some, but I don't remember any. But anyway, long story short, my husband and I got married. We were looking for something to do because he lost his job. Up all night was... Yeah, I guess after you get married, you got to look for something to do. <laughs> we got married we're gonna love this in 15 days. And do you know why? You'll love this. Because... okay, You got pregnant. No, I didn't. Yeah, we tried. My eggs were on walkers. It wasn't happening. But okay. I had dated all these Hollywood guys, right? So I was so used to like fighting guys for the mirror, you know, to get out of the way. So he takes me on a date to his house in Lafayette, Louisiana, and he's chopping wood and he cooked the meal and he caught the fish. He built the house. And I was like, damn, a, ma a man. I got myself a man. 
<laughs> 15 days later, we were married. And then we went, you know, we really don't have a lot of money. And we started this business. And literally, it's, I mean, I'm not just a guest on the show. It's our product. We manufacture it. We produce that, it. That is a very nice story. And I'm going to go ahead and assume this is a very nice guy. He, he's he got his moments. <laughs> well, please. Still the Wait, asshole. No, where'd you grow up? I don't even know where you grew up. Where'd you grow up? Where'd New you Orleans. Up? New Orleans. Oh. No, he's uh, a good guy. He's a good heart. He's a he's a good guy. He doesn't let me walk on him like everybody else, and that pisses me off. But anyway, um, we make beautiful products. I'm glad that your lady got some. Um, but more importantly, I, you know, life has been a journey, and much like you, you know, you kind of go through different doors, and and just like you know your negotiation situation, I had something kind of similar happen to me, and then that changes your whole path. It just changes your whole life. I, I never knew I'd be selling bras and panties. I never dreamed. I never sold a thing in my life. But I love. I never thought I'd be doing a podcast talking to somebody who sells bras and panties. You know, <laughs> you know what's so funny though? In 1979, I put out my first album that was a, literally a, an LP, a wax album. Wow! Cool. And I sent them everywhere. And one of the few places that took it to sell it was this little tiny soft, it wasn't even porn, like like a, a weird gadget company in North Carolina called Adam and Eve. Oh. And I was in their catalog. It was so long ago that they sold my album and eight tracks of it. Wow. Eight track cartridges. Wow. And now Adam and Eve is is like, He's like four city blocks in Los Angeles, right? Absolutely. Unless they the place was, it Absolutely. went crazy. And and meanwhile, they they, I still have the ad with my little album with you know Jack. Well, no, that's a great place. You, you know they have the 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 well not AVMs the AVM awards and the convention that's attached to it, which is all sexy lingerie. I do more practical everyday lingerie, but I mean that's sexy stuff. And they have the toys. Have you ever sold all of your C any of your CDs at any of those conventions? No, but no, but uh, I went to uh, I was asked to host it a couple times and I didn't. I actually had one of my songs was up for best song at the AVN Awards, but I went to the CES Awards because they had all these gadgets with yes. Excalibur Electronics. I had kids kids machines, dirty joke machines. I had a comedy calculator. Wow. I had a Dirty, like a mirror. You held. You remember the old days? There were a mirror. If you held it up, it laughed at you. Yes. This was a mirror that, when you held it up, it, it insulted you. Like you wow. know, like you hold up the mirror and say, "Can I get you a banana?" It was <laughs> so funny, you know. But in those days, the AVN Awards were right. They used to be part of the CES show. Yeah. Then it became its own award show. Right. And I went to those award shows a lot, and because we had so many porn stars. Right. Come on the show. And it was great walking down the red carpet with those people like, you know, Jer Ron Jeremy and all those people. I knew oh, yeah. them all. I couldn't believe the fans were like eight deep and they knew they knew me, but they knew every porn star by their name, right. by their films. And the award show was like four hours long and you're sitting there and the girls are coming out and said, I want to thank my mother and Jesus Christ for this triple double entry into my anus award. And I'm like, what kind of fucking planet are we living on? You know, it was so much fun though, but they, but they were great. And, uh, and they all, they all bought my CDs and stuff, but I never, believe it or not, my CDs weren't quite dirty enough to be part of that actual convention. You know? Like I call it the dirty, 
bookstores, but that's a, I mean, you know, now it's mainstream, like the, you know, these companies, but your book should be marketed to those companies that are have online. Um, you know, I, 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 I sold so many of those, that uh, disgustingly dirty joke book. I sold uh, like uh, 50 or 60,000 hardcover and 56,000, uh, you know, soft cover. And my book, the joke, man, you know, you're a marketer. You'll get a kick out of this. You know, if you sell a book or if you buy a book, say if you went to buy my book online, okay, you go to Amazon, Jack the Joke Man, Battistern, and underneath it'll say, people who bought this book also like, and they'll yes. sell three or four other books. Right. Howard put out a book a year or two ago. He, of course, never told his audience that I put out a book. They had no way of knowing unless they knew me or followed me because we didn't do a lot of advertising. So he certainly didn't talk about it. But when he put out a book, people buying it on Amazon, all of a sudden I got this incredible bump in sales. And I had I no bet. idea. What happened was people were buying his book and right underneath it said, people who bought this also might have bought this. And they already got the mouse out. They got the credit card out with one yes. more click. They got bow to stern. So That's all of a sudden, great. you know, a shitload of people bought them that might not have bought, bought them otherwise. And I get so many emails. Uh, I, I bought your book. I expected it to be a goof. I can't believe how interesting it was. And, you know, left-handed things like who knew you could write, you know. And, you this know. needs to be a movie. I'll say it to Jim Wynorski again. He could do this. They did a documentary on me. They did a documentary. I mean, because it, it, I mean. I, 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 I got to send you the trailer. It's It's done. But there's no, pl I don't want to show the driving. I want to go to film festivals so you can do Q. There's not like doing Q&A afterwards. It's like this, you know, and only instead of just talking to you, I'm talking to a hundred fans, you know. We have a great film festival, the Tampa Film Festival. I'm talking to my producer that's on the other side of the room. We have some, we have some, and that's the way. That is the way is the film festivals and these podcasts and these, these webcasts. In the beginning, I was like a little, when I was going on on myself, I was like, Really? But they do add up. They add up, and they're shown over and over. And it, it is the new way to communicate. And I like. Well, I would love to. I would love to be in touch with that guy. Listen, I'll tell your audience. I tell everybody in my email. Yes. Because I have somebody that answers all my email. Uh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> my email is jokeland at aol.com. J o k e l a n d at aol.com. I answer every question. I answer every email. So many people write and say. Yeah, let's see if you answer your own me email. And I write back, yeah, well, tell me whether or not I did. You know, like saying stuff. That's how I found you. And how I found you is because Mark Simone said it at the end of the show, because I did try to reach you through Facebook. And a lot of people don't read their messengers. Or, you no, know, I, I recently discovered the messenger thing because I've never, you, you know, there's too many different things. But they have a thing called, you know, you're, Oyster, you're from Oyster Bay, if, and it's my local town. And. And it, it just was time to start sharing some memorabilia. With, you know, one by one, yes. your friends are dying. And we put so much fun stuff on there. But it's just all local, local stuff. But then you wind up seeing some of the messages and you realize how many you missed. Oh, you got, you know, I, I see a message from, I, there's probably a message from you there yes. you know, from long ago. You know, so I apologize. No, I have a few. And you know what? This is how you connect with people now. So before we wrap up, you got to do a few jokes. Just a few jokes. So a cab driver picks up a nun. A cab driver picks up a nun. And he looks in the rearview mirror and says, you know, sister, I always fantasize about being with a nun. She says, yeah, you and everybody else. Are you Catholic? He says, yes, I am. She's pull over. He pulls over. She gets in the front seat and gives him the best blowjob he's ever had. 
and she gets stunned. He feels a little guilty. He says, sister, I got to tell you something. I'm not really Catholic. And she's, yeah, well, my name's Ralph. I'm going to a costume party. <laughs> Here's a better one. So a girl goes to the gynecologist and says, Doc, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I keep finding postage stamps from Costa Rica in my vagina. <laughs> and exams, he says, lady, those aren't postage stamps. Those are the stickers from bananas. <laughs> the worst one. I'll tell you one more. Here's the worst one. A guy goes on a sperm bank with a gun and a bag over his head. And the receptionist says, no, it's not a regular bank. It's a sperm bank. He says, I know what it is. Open the refrigerator. And she opens the refrigerator and says, take out one of those bottles. And she takes out a bottle and says, take off the cap. She takes off the cap. He says, drink it down. And she oh. drinks it down. And he takes off the bag. It's her husband. He says, see, it ain't so bad. <laughs> Jackie, I love you. Will you come back on every now and then? Because we need Oh, come on. Every time. Listen, please tell your listeners, please get a cameo.com from me. You'll be so glad. Cameo.com slash Jackie Martling. Go to the website and see some jokes. And uh, thank you for reading my book, Rhonda. It was a pleasure to be on here. Thanks to Marie. Uh, she was so sweet. And tell the other girls with the, with the luscious boobs and uh, the film directors and the guy with the film festival. I'd love to put them in contact with my, uh, we'll with my producer because everybody loves this documentary. But I, no. I don't want to just show the drive-ins. I want to do it at film festivals. No. But I guess they're doing Q&A now yes. on, at film festivals. So I'm, I'm all about it. And yes. I got a very good friend who lives in Tampa, a beautiful blonde actress. I'm going to ask her if she knows you. Okay, who? Diane, Diana, do you know what's Diana Durango? Do you know her? Jean? Diana Durango, no. Diane no. Durango, she's beautiful. She's great. Yeah. I've been in a few movies with her. We'll talk. I'll email you. All right. I love you so much. I thank you so much for coming on tonight. I, and I, I, I had a great, great time as I knew I would. It's a pleasure seeing you again, of course. Thank you. You tell your lady hello. What's her name again? I know. Barbara Klein. Barbara Klein. Nice. Yes. And we're from Long Island, so I always introduce her as Barbara Klein, not a Jew, <laughs> because she's German. Oh, I love it. It's just so stupid. You know, it's just my way of being stupid. and model for you. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I will try and get that accomplished for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you the best marriage joke I ever heard. Okay. The wife says, get out. Get out. Get the fuck out. And the husband's walking out the door. She says, I hope you die a slow, painful death. He says, so now you want me to stay? <laughs> I love you. I love you. I'll see you next time. I love time. you, too. Thank you. That was perfect. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did promise you a lot of laughs this evening. That is going to be a great podcast. Um, thank you all so much for joining in. We ran a little long, but that's okay. We can do that. There's no time limit. Um, I want to thank um, my gals, Becky LeBeau, Lisa London, Jim Wynorski. We will get him back, I hope. It was his birthday. And, um, and absolutely go out and get all of Jackie the Joke Man Martling's books, CDs. Get them on Amazon. You can write him at um, jokeman at AOL.com. As he said, he does answer. And get his cameo. And if you, it's really easy. And you can do it for me, too. It's cameo.com slash Jackie Martling or cameo.com slash Fonda Shear. In the meantime, 
hair. We'll be back next week. We've got a great show planned for you next week as well. You'll watch during the weekend. We'll let you know who'll be on. I can't tell you yet. We've got to make sure they're coming and they're not frozen. Nighty night. Grab your computer, log on, baby. You got the power. It's the Rhonda she